0: Alright, folks, coming to you live, Tuesday after Tuesday after Tuesday, week by week. We're here, we deliver, on the ones and twos behind the glass, you know the drill here at the Brilliantly Dumb Show, you're looking at Grace Abraham conducting this train, big game Bob coming to you in your headsets. How are we doing today? A lot to discuss, folks. This is episode 7. Happy to be here. Quite a run. Six weeks into this whole thing. My God, do I love it. I want to put something on the table here to start us off. The audio sucks. We get it. Grace gets it. I get it. We're working on it. Just had somebody DM me, asked that if he could send me some equipment. It's like $1,500 worth of equipment. I asked him why. I was like, do you need a shout out? Like, what is it? He goes, no, I just enjoy the pod and I want the audio to be better. Hats off to you, young man. How about that play? Hey, Bob, let me just send you $1,500 worth of equipment. Why, you may ask? Huh. I just listen in on my commutes to work and I prefer the audio to be a little better. So let me just burn a cool 15 Holy shit, was that a big play on the DMs. This is why I told you we're going to have a couple advertisements. So what am I going to do? I'm going to let you know that the Brilliantly Dumb show is brought to you by Windex. Whip it, wipe it, spray it, clean it. Windex. I put that shit on everything. Sometimes if I get a little antsy, I'll even put a little bit on the floor. I love it. Every one of my windows looks like a fucking chandelier. Something they stole out of the Great Gatsby set. Just, yeah, let me let me grab that chandelier real quick, please. Spray some Windex on it. Wow. What a week. What a friggin' week. Wimbledon took place. Federer versus Djokovic. We've been seeing the same finals of Wimbledon just rotate, it feels like, the last 20 years. You're getting Federer and Nadal. You're either getting Djokovic-Nadal. You're either getting Federer-Djokovic. I mean, it's just like it's a triangle. It's like, why even watch anymore? You know you're going to get one of them. But I got news for you. Something that never gets talked about. By the way, Wimbledon was rocking this year. All the big faces were in. But I I got news for you. I, I honestly think Roger Federer may play till he's 68. This son of a bitch doesn't sweat. I've never seen anything like it. The finals the other day was like five hours and 30 minutes. They set a record for the longest match played. Federer didn't drip one little beat of sweat. It's unbelievable. People always wonder, like, will Brady, Tom Brady ever retire? Well, Tom Brady sweats, so I would like to think, yeah, eventually he will. He's human. You know, maybe he'll go to 43, which will be miraculous. But I think Federer could go till 75. He doesn't sweat. He's stone cold. The match was incredible, though. Meanwhile, you look over at the ball boy. The ball boy's shirt is about 10 pounds one set in. Just sweat and bullets. And you look at Federer, just cool, calm, and collected. Looks like he just walked out of a refrigerator. It's unbelievable. Speaking of sporting events, my dad went to the Yankee game the other day. And lately, I, I watch the Yankee game, and it always bothers me because I know they sell out. Just about every single game Yankee Stadium sells out. But you don't see people in the seats, and I never understood why, and it always bothered me. But my dad, usually we go to the game, we, we get average seats, $100 tickets. You, know, you get field level, it's okay. About 20 rows up. That gets the job done. I just want to see where the ball goes. That's all we ask. But my dad pulled off some prime time tickets. He was like right behind the dish. He could have practically called balls and strikes. But so he goes, Robbie, I got to FaceTime you. You got to see this. There's a whole buffet for everybody sitting in the section that we're in. It's like, oh, that's nice, you know. Let me take a look. Thinking it'd be like chicken fingers and mac and cheese, cracker jacks, like something they do in the in the box suites. Oh no. Not at Yankee Stadium. They got a whole raw seafood bar. My dad was shucking oysters in the third inning. Hey, crab cakes, king crab legs. I I mean the full full bar, all you can drink. And it really bothers me. There was sushi. Six inning rolls around. My dad's like three rolls of spicy tuna in. But that's why there's nobody in the friggin' seats. I mean, shit, they're, they're, there's all these business guys sipping on Manhattan clam chowder throughout the whole game. They don't know what's going on. They paid a fortune for the seats. That's all Yankee Stadium cares about. It's terrible. It, it looks like we're in, you know, they're playing in Tampa. A Tropicana Field, there's nobody in the seats, and quite frankly, I don't blame them. I'd be blowing up that raw bar like it's nobody's business. My dad was sipping an apple juice in the eighth inning. I'm like, Dad, what, what is going on? I mean, it, just bring it back to the days you sit in your seat, you call down for, for a ballpark Frank or, or something. I mean, why do we have to evolve like this? I mean, come on sit in the seat, watch the game. You know, there's no need for a sushi bar at Yankee Stadium. So every game I watch now, it's like the first 10 rows are completely empty. Now I know why. I like slushy machines in the back, so we FaceTime me. I couldn't believe it. Drives me fucking crazy. You know, there goes home, home field advantage. You can't yell because you got a whole buffet in your mouth while you're trying to watch the game. Anywho, did something that I never thought I'd be caught dead doing. Just never saw me getting after this. Went deep sea fishing on a Thursday morning. Try that on for size. And do a lot of different things here in L.A., just experimenting. Decided I'm just going to ship off to the Pacific Ocean. Catch my luck in catching a tuna or something. So we did it. It's like a package. You pay $50. 50 dollars Real early in the morning. So you kind of got to grab and go on a, on a breakfast choice. So we go Thursday morning, crack of dawn. Head on out to the pier to get started. I've never done this before. It was the stupidest thing to bring on a boat before deep sea fishing. Usually everybody, you know, brings like a sandwich, like a power bar. I brought, I brought a thing of Cereal. I brought, like, my own bowl, like, my own Tupperware. It was the stupidest play. It happened to be a laundry day for me, too, so I looked ridiculous. I was in an old Yasiel Puig Dodger jersey. So I show up to the boat, and you got some true veterans on this boat. Like, this is what they do every Thursday. So they kind of, like, look at me like, oh, jeez, look at this asshole. Guy walks onto a boat to go deep-sea fishing in a... 2018 Yasiel Puig jersey. It was a laundry day. What do you want me to do? But anyway, we get onto the boat and we start riding out into the ocean. And I got my little thing of cereal that I'm trying to set up. I forgot milk. So I went into like the little kitchen they had. I said, do yeah, you guys have any uh, any milk by any chance? At this point, everybody's putting their bait together, getting ready to go. I still need to lock in the breakfast. Guy looks at me. He's got some, we got some skim milk. See that ah, shit? You don't have like two percent. This guy looks at me in true fisherman fashion. Just goes, "Sir, what do you think? We're a fucking Starbucks? Do you want a caramel macchiato at the same time?" Harsh crowd. So I did the skim milk. But anyway, as we're as we're boating out here, I'm trying to dump in the cereal into my Tupperware. There's Captain Crunch just flying everywhere as we ride the waves. It's going into the sea. Like I just, cereal was not the play if you're going deep sea fishing. I couldn't keep it in the fucking bowl. There's milk going everywhere. The guy next to me was getting all pissed off. He had skim milk down his arm. There's about a pound of Captain Crunch in the Pacific Ocean right now. Bunch of fish are just getting loaded on my Captain Crunch right now. So we go out there, and I I didn't know, but there was like a tournament you do, and you kind of have to do it, where you pay $50, and whoever catches the biggest fish that weighs the most wins the money. So we're talking a big jackpot. It's like a $2,000 jackpot with how many people they were. So I'm thinking to myself, you know what? I I got a fucking shot at this. Never been fishing, but, I mean, is there really any skill to deep sea fishing? It's like somebody saying that they're really good at roulette, you know? Like, anybody could be good at roulette. There's no skill involved. It's like, yeah, I'm really, really good on 50-50 lottos. Raffle tickets, that's my thing. Big raffle ticket guy, I win every time. Like, no, I mean, it's anybody's... Whatever whatever bait the fish wants to bite, that's the winner. But boy, was I wrong. They had this guy, Skipper, I was calling him. who is just like the boat boy and like oversees everything. He's like the guy that makes you feel comfortable. He knows everything about the boat. He helps you get your bait set up. I'm trying to set up my bait. And I didn't think hey, there's any skill. Until Skipper decides to put some of my Captain Crunch on his hook. Rather than using the bait. He's just fucking around. I thought he was just screwing around. So he hooks. He's not Captain Crunch. It's got like a hollow center. He just throws like 10 rings of them on his, on his his uh, on his hook. Dabbles this thing out. And it's just tapping the water. Sure enough, there's fish popping up left and right for Skipper. I said, shit, I could be in trouble. Might not win the big fish competition this Thursday. But I'm talking to a guy as well. And he he tells me he's got work later today. So when when the boat gets back, he's got to head off to work. And that just blew me away. Like, I've squeezed 18 holes in. Before going to work, I, I've never known somebody squeezing in deep sea fishing before they go to work. So that's how I knew I could be in trouble for the big fish competition. Can you imagine? Just shipping off to work after you get in from the sea. It's like, oh yeah, John, uh, that's John there. He works in our shipping department. Stay away from him though. He smells like a fucking squid every day. It's like, you're really going to go to work after this? This is a full day for me. So anyway, we get started and I start to become, anytime I get a little bit of a bite, I just kind of freaked out. I didn't know what to do. Half of it was excitement and half of it was just, I was kind of scared. I, You know, you get a bite, you don't know what to do. So anytime I would get the smallest bite, I would scream, Skip! Skipper! I got something here! So Skipper came over to me like five different times. It ended up being nothing. It'd be like a little blue crab just waddling on my bait. And the whole boat, you know, was kind of looking at me like the boy who cried wolf. I'm taking all the Skipper's time. I wanted to win this fucking competition. Finally, I get another big bite and I'm yelling out for Skipper. It's like my sixth time. He's nowhere to be found. He was sick of my shit. So it turns out I got a big piece of salmon... On my bait, this thing's a monster. So I'm trying to reel this sucker in. John, the guy who's got work later that afternoon, is helping me, you know, kind of reel this fish in. It was a monster. And it really is. It's a bit of an adrenaline rush. I'm not going to lie. It's a lot of fun once you get a bite. So people are starting to watch and, you you know, you're reeling this sucker in. Finally, we get it on the boat. Actually, you know, I'm in first place. One salmon later, your boy's in first place. But John says to me, he goes, look, uh, for the competition, you're really supposed to reel in your own fish. So we really should go half and half on that salmon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, John. You have a pair of scissors? We'll cut this salmon in half, and then you could just stack it onto your bucket. Yeah, I should go 50-50 with you, because you helped to reel that thing in. So for the rest of the ride, I hope that Jaws catches your bait because I'll be nowhere to be found. I hope you have to reel in the Megalodon by yourself. Unbelievable, the nerve. I mean, seriously, you're not going to help me reel this thing in? You want to split it 50-50? Yeah, you take the head and I'll take the ass of the fish. The ass weighs a little more. It's got a little more meat to it. I might steal a pound or two. So big competition. On these boats. It's no joke. But anyway. So just to kind of close this thing. I'm in first the entire trip. About 20 minutes. Until we got to go back to sea. I'm a long. I mean I'm running away with this competition. Sure enough this guy gets himself a big old swordfish. And everybody starts watching. And you look at the swordfish. And you know it's got a couple pounds on my salmon. So everybody's watching, but the swordfish is showing some fight. He's bobbing and weaving through. So there's a time where I'm kind of thinking that the guy may not catch the swordfish. He's on the bait, but I'm pulling for this sucker to, to let loose. Because if he's gone, I win myself $1,500. Damn bastard pulled in the swordfish. And we head back to shore. But what but what an experience. Like I was exhausted after. I've been out of commission for the past week because I went deep sea fishing. So if you see a couple Captain Crunch floating around if you're in Santa Monica on the beach with the family, you'll know that came from Big Bob. Deep sea fishing. I think I may go back next Thursday. Just won't bring uh, any cereal on board. If I do, I'll bring my own 2%. But what a fucking experience. And fuck you, John. If you're listening to this, split the salmon in half. Anywho, moving on. It's everybody's favorite. I promised you double the segment. Miss Grace Abraham, may I trouble you for a little bit of a drum roll, please? It is time for the Ask Bob segment. Every week, week after week. I have you fine folks. DM me your questions. For the Ask Bob segment, anything you want to know? Anything you've wanted to ask? Let it rip. I got the answers for you. Our first question's coming in from Tyler Anderson. Out of Tallahassee, Florida. Anderson, what do you got for us? He's got a golf question here. Bob, what's the worst slash best round of golf you've ever played in your life? Ooh. Um. Love the question, Anderson. I, as far as worst than best, I don't know if you're looking for a score. Uh, what, what I will say the most memorable golf outing I had is me and my buddies every, every year. We didn't do it last year. For the Masters, we would meet up in Florida, Jupiter, Florida, where my parents are, and we would play rounds of golf. And it'd be four of us, and basically, you know, we would put, instead of putting money, we would put ridiculous stakes on the round. So the night before, it's kind of like the first night, we have a dinner in the backyard, we barbecue, you know, we're drinking and all. So that's when we decide what we're going to play for. So this is when the big baller brand was coming alive. Lonzo Ball was about to be drafted. So we're deciding what we should do. Finally, six beers later, my friend says, okay, this is what we're going to do. losing team has to get a big baller brand, the BBB, tattooed on them. Now, I'm not a tattoo guy. I'm an empty canvas and plan on being for the rest of my life. So we all kind of looked around and we were like, Jesus, you know, like that's (coughs) slow your roll there, chief. Like, I don't want to BBB on me anytime soon. But anyway, we decided, we said, all right, fuck it, we're going to do it. Like the next morning we woke up and we all looked at each other before the round started and we're like, look, I know we were drinking. Like, do we still really want to do this? Losers got to get BBB. Like, fuck, yeah. So we go to the course. It was the most intense atmosphere I, I, I've i ever been a part of. I I mean, the, the stakes on whether or not you got to get big baller brand tattooed on you is so ridiculously outrageous. I, I can't begin to describe to you how nerve wracking it was. Every one of us, we got there. We didn't say a word to each other. We were that we're just shitting bricks. So we get to the 7th hole, I think it was. And it only took us 7 holes. We were tied. We, we all looked at each other. And we're like, look, we need to stop. Like let, Let's figure something else out. We were too fucking nervous. God forbid you lose that round of golf. They got to look at LeVar Ball's very own tattoo on you for the rest of your life. So that's when we decided to do the, the I think it was the 4 beer mile. Where you got to run a mile in under eight minutes. Chug four beers or else you got to do it all over again. So if you look on the Instagram actually, there's a video from that. And the losing team having to do it. It's hysterical. They're on the treadmill in our apartment gym. And there's other people in the gym. So some guy's like looking to get an actual workout in. He's got a kid next to him slugging down Miller Lights on the treadmill. On like a 1.5 incline. The video's hilarious. It's on my Instagram. I'll post it again if you want me to. But yeah, without a doubt, the most stressful uh, first seven holes I've ever played in my life, hands down. You do some stakes like that, you're not in for an enjoyable round. If you win, maybe. But my lord, were tensions high. We didn't say a word. Moving forward on our ass Bob segment. This next question is coming from Sharon O'Donnell. O'Donnell, lay it on me. Sharon says, Bob loved the Chick-fil-A bit last week. Are there any other stores or company that you like or dislike for their customer service? That's easy work. That's easy. Um, I did a video on it. Trader Joe's. Yeah, I did a whole bit on it. Tra- Trader Joe's as well. They got like the whole Chick-fil-A type thing going on. You walk in the store. It's like, hi, Rob. I'm Timmy. I'll be helping you with your shopping today. Let's start with aisle one. It's like, Timmy, A, how do you know my name is Rob? Uh, B, how do you know I want to go to aisle one? Sure enough, I bought like 25 things from aisle one. They kind of, they like upsell you on the groceries. It's like talking to a car salesman. You walk out of there with shit you don't even need. Timmy had me walk out with like six different types of guacamole. It's like I was doing a, a guacamole tasting for the whole neighborhood. My neighbor saw me. He's like, "Oh, Timmy, Trader Joe's, huh? He got you?" Like, "Fuck yeah, I got ten pounds of guac here." You need some chips? They gave, Timmy would give me like a background on the on the corn tortilla chips that I should pair my guacamole with. Like I'm at a wine tasting. I mean, these guys are exceptional. They're so excited to be there. There's one in LA by Century City at Trader Joe's where it's so packed that they have like a voluntary employee to direct for the bathroom. There's like eight different bathrooms. It's a weird ratio too. There's like six girls' bathrooms and two guys. I don't know why. But there's some guy conducting the bladder traffic. You walk up, he's like, sir, you doing one or two today? Uh, I'm going to take a shit. Okay, come right with me. You, one or two, piss. Piss, you're going to go right this way here. And they they literally, they tell you which one to go to. Like, they'll even let you know what bathroom's going to be open next. Like, what door is most likely to be open next. It's like an elevator where you could see which one's going to make it to your floor first. It's like yeah, well that guy went in to take a piss 18 seconds ago. You got about another 6 second wait here. Like they're just they're they're, they're incredible. So yeah, I mean that that's easy. I would hands down go Trader Joe's on that O'Donnell. Oh, Speaking of Trader Joe's actually, believe it or not, I was walking out of a Trader Joe's the other day and I actually lost my wallet. So after I left, I like got home and I couldn't find my wallet. Scared me to death. That's just, you get a pit in your stomach when you lose your wallet. Except I look back on it, the first thing I was worried about, I had, mind you, ID, credit card, debit card. I had my social security card in there. Why, I couldn't tell you. But what was the first thing I thought of when I couldn't find my wallet? Fucks, what am I going to do with my Ralph's membership card? Ralph's is the L.A. grocery store as well here. They do the best tuna I've ever had in my life. If you bring the membership card, you get like a pound for like $4.99. It's fantastic. But that was the first thing. Credit cards, IDs, everything. fuck, where is my Ralph's Rewards Program? And next time I go to Ralph's, will they be able to look me up? Do I have to apply for a new card? Come to find out, it's like giving a coupon. They just like rip something off below the register. There you go. There's your new Ralph's card. Like they get these things out like it's water. All right, folks. Before we wrap up here, it is with great honor <laughs> that I let you know that the brilliant dumb show is brought to you by Windex. Whip it, wipe it, spray it, clean it, brush it, America's number one liquid cleaner. I put that shit on everything. So but it happened to so if you happen to be walking around the supermarket today, you see yourself a nice blue bottle of Windex, buy five of them. Cause this shit is fantastic. That does it here. For myself, Grace Abraham. Episode seven. We will see you next week for episode eight. We'll be coming in hot. I'd like to get my parents on as a guest appearance. I think it would be fantastic. I think it would be great for the podcast. Not even going to tell them that they're on a podcast. I'm just going to say, "Hey guys, turn on speakerphone. Talk as if they don't even know that they're on. It'll be gold. Anywho, we will see you next week. And thank you for being a part of the Brilliantly Dumb Show. Let's keep this train rolling come next Tuesday. Good night, folks.